0: Yo I see my name up in light Go hard or go home No slacking
1: in my sector Just forget about the fortune Forget about the fame Speak your truth And
0: let that be the reason Can They you remember feel your the name you
2: Hey, yo, it's Thursday, you know what that yeah. means. Welcome to Match Wrestling episode 423. This is your captain speaking, and I'm joined, as always, by El Jefe, Moses Marquez.
1: That's right. Coming up tonight, it's Thursday the 13th, and we're looking at Cody Rhodes challenging Brock Lesnar. Trish status turns heel on Becky Lynch, fucking finally. And CM Punk reportedly wants to come back to wrestling and AEW. Jeff Hardy does return, and there's also many more going down tonight.
2: Yeah, and joining us to discuss all of that and more is D.C. Daniel Crimmins.
1: Welcome back. Big man, good morning to you. Good morning, morning. That
3: um, all right,
4: okay.
1: good old stuff. I got to do the
2: plug. Before we begin, plug, hit man. that subscribe button on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And don't forget to visit MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com for all your Max Wrestling needs.
1: Goddamn right, so that's why I hit that sub But let's get into this week's headline The goddamn possible return of Senor Pepsi Phil I mean,
2: I think it's been inevitable Like, if they were going to let him go, why didn't they do it?
1: Well, we already knew they weren't going to let him go Like, we, we kept talking about it We had this whole discussion of, oh, they're going to buy him out And, oh, we're going to move on And, oh, we're going to this and oh, And look what's going on now I don't I and and I'm I'm in the Uncle Dave boat as this one here, um, I don't want FTR in the elite at Wembley, so that's like there you go that already fucking kills everybody's mood for this show. I don't give a damn. I don't want it. I want a Kenny Omega singles banger. Come on now, like you're gonna you want to deprive me of like a possible like Okada Omega again, Okado Okada Naito, ok- uh, or in fact like Omega Naito, you know all them. Uh, fucking Omega and fucking Osprey, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to tell me, you're going to take that away from me just so we can get him and Pepsi Phil and FTR? Like, you could put Hangman in that inch. You know Hangman was the reason all this shit started? Yeah. So why not make it Hangman? There you go. I just solved the nice. whole problems, TK. I take check, uh, cash, cashiers check. Venmo. Venmo. PayPal.
3: PayPal, all all. Up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will make this point real quick. If Punk does come back, which is the to he probably will. Do not put the world title on him or any title ever again.
2: No, I mean, the I say that,
3: it, well, because anytime time since he's been in AEW, every time he's been given the world title, he's gotten hurt immediately after. Oh, it's yeah.
2: And he, he also said he well, I think he said he didn't want to be world champion in the first place. TK was the one that wanted it.
1: But did he, though? Well, I, I'm sure there's a nice, you know, sixty forty revelation. He's like, well, you know, I yeah. don't want to be champ. He's like, but what if I want to make a champ? Well, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> and there you go. There's your problem.
2: He's probably, like, I don't need it. But what it'd be nice I to have
1: it. Yep, exactly. But either John way, way. He pulled a Jon Snow. <laughs> He's like, I wonder if it fits in my fridge. <laughs>
3: I don't know. That belt's pretty huge. I was just going to say. Yeah, that's a big champ belt.
2: Uh, Either way, I think he's definitely a draw for Wembley, and they got to think about filling a 90,000-seat stadium now.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you have to deal about with, uh, speaking of filling the whole 90,000-seat stadium, you have to deal with, are you going to go with New Japan? Because if you go with New Japan, then that means you kind of can't work with AAA guys, which means Ray Phoenix and and Pentagon probably can't be on the show. God only knows who might not be be able to be on the show. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe we can make a politics something up, but who knows? Yeah.
2: And, and speaking of politics things up, that's obviously a big reason behind Punk being off TV. Obviously, there's a lot of dissension, um, possibly still tension between him and Omega and the Bucks and the Elite. Or according to some reports, they've sat down and hashed it out.
3: It's Larry. It's Larry the dog is the issue. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was about to say I was like, I would say Larry the dog is the mediator. He's like, Hey, 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 I'm the one that got fucked up in this whole thing. We need no, to solve I, this.
3: I, I'm hearing Larry is the one that uh, you know doesn't want to play ball.
1: Oh no, that guy! Hey, is that a steel fuck coming back? Oh. Then Phil He's, ain't coming back. Phil's like, Nope. That's okay. No, we don't need him back either. I mean, that that if, was
2: so weird because he just turned up right before that shit happened. Like he, it's almost as if he was there just for that shit.
1: He was like, "Hey, watch me show up just for this show right now." Watch, I can start fucking shit up, and it's like, huh? But, um, okay. If he again, if he if he if he's coming back, cool. You're coming back, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I'm with you guys. I I I I feel like if he's. Oh no! You know what? Let me let me rephrase this whole thing. I said it from the jump You're, there's going to be a plethora of people in that circle and that in that roster who're going to be like I didn't want him back. Yeah. You know, and is that going to mean that this whole thing is now crazy toxic because of that? You know what I mean? That's well, what I'm a little worried about.
3: I'll say this, this is where Tony Khan needs to come in put on the boss pants and say, "Look, this is how it's going to be. You either like it or get out." Simple yeah, yeah. I mean, I the, mean funny, the
2: funny, the funny thing is, boss. we we mostly hear it's veterans that have had a problem with Phil, but all the young guys were happy to talk to him, learn from him. Apparently, he I had a cool lot of time for the younger guys. Good. So this seems to be coming from like guys like Jericho. You
3: know, you, uh, you talk, people talk and accuse Punk of having an ego, but well, has anybody ever really listened to Jericho? Like, talk right. ego.
1: Oh no, he, he he's extra full of himself and he, he's been like, that way for a long time.
3: Calling himself like the the new Undertaker.
1: When the fuck did that line hey? When the hell did that one it go? It was a while well, like, ago. He
3: called yeah. himself like the Undertaker of AEW, like
2: He kinda considers himself their leader of the locker room.
1: Ah,
3: uh, got it.
1: That's how you mean it.
3: Like, sorry, dude, you you're you're not on taker level yet.
1: No. I don't
2: don't think anyone's ever going to be on Taker's level of, like, um, longevity and loyalty.
1: I was going to say, he was in Vince's pocket since, what, like, 89, 90? Yeah. Like,
3: you had Taker at that stage of Mania 14, literally waiting for HBK to do something. (laughs) Like, literally, people said he was, like, right at the other side of the curtain. He was waiting there.
2: Either Weaver. something's gonna happen or something's gonna happen.
0: Mm-hmm. He's <laughs>
1: prepared for it all, baby. Uh,
2: but Sean denies that rumor, of course.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you know, Sean Sean plays kayfabe, baby. He likes kayfabe. <laughs>
2: um, I, and there's also, I think, plenty of matches that Punk could still have, um, that we didn't really get to see because he he wasn't at his absolute best in AEW, no. but. He had some good moments and some good matches, and obviously the feud with MJF was outstandingly done.
1: Oh yeah, no, he—he'll um, he, he build the crap out of people. Like, let's be yeah. honest about it. You know, Jericho was, was the star maker, but so was Punk. Was that
3: Punk or was that MJF that kind of? I think it was I, a that
1: fantastic combination of the yeah, two. Yeah,
2: I think they complemented each other very, very well.
1: Peanut butter and jelly.
2: And he also helps MJF. Was a big fan of early punk in Ring of Honor. Of course, it was a, as we can see, a huge influence on him. And as he, he even used it for his return. Oh yeah. So even there, there's unfinished business.
1: Yep, exactly, bingo. But please do it after MJF loses the belt. But no, look, there's, yeah. you're, you're right. There is a shit ton of matches that we could get back with Phil. Um, did we ever get him and Kenny? No, I don't remember. No, I, I don't think they up.
2: ever even crossed paths on TV.
1: So it's like, there you go. You got him and all the fucking WWE guys, you know, you can have him and Christian just to fuck around, you know, him and Mox, him and Claudio. There you go. You send him to ring of honor. You had an issue with him and, uh, him and Kenny had, a, or him and, him and Eddie had an issue, Eddie Kingston, you know, mm-hmm. have them fucking feuded out in ring of honor. You know, I kept saying Phil would be good in ring of honor. It's where he made his mainstay. You know, he can do fucking TV tapings. He doesn't have to travel his ass off. But if you need somebody to pop a TV rating for a little bit, there you go.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm surprised Punk hasn't turned up in Ring of Honor already.
1: Yeah, right? Why not? Like, well, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because Colt Cabana came back.
2: (laughs) He even got on Dynamite (laughs) after Punk. Uh, Exactly. to go away for a little bit.
1: That's the other thing too that's gonna kill me. It's why is a why is an employee calling the shots on who gets to be on television and who gets to be seen and not be seen and whether you have whether you have personal beef with fucking Colt Cabana or not is not our problem as the viewer. And no. we wanna see Colt all And
2: right? you know what's funny? Like, obviously we didn't see Colt Cabana for a while before all out. Then we saw him once after All Out, never seen him again since. Yep. All this time punk's been gone.
1: Mhm. Well, no, he just showed up on Ring of Honor television. I hate to spoil some people, but oh, he'll be on Ring of Honor TV. But still, <laughs> how long was it? How long has Phil been gone for him to finally show up?
2: I mean, what was it? When was it all out? Like uh, September. So,
1: Oy. seven months. Oi, too long, bro. Hopefully, I think he's. I'm gonna have to check to see if he's been injured.
0: Goddamn. Hey yo, what up? It's Darby Allen and we're about to take it to the match. Uh,
2: Alright, before we continue with what's happened this week, let's go back a little further in time with this week in wrestling history. A fair bit this week, but there's a little bit of TNA A little bit of Japan, a little bit of WCW It's a nice mixed bag say. this week oh, um, April 7th, 1986 WWE hosted WrestleMania 2 from three different Locations, all at the same time Matches took place And were screened across three arenas In Nassau Coliseum, Rosemont Horizon And LA Sports Arena Are any of those three still standing?
3: I think Rosemont is Oh, okay I was like, fucking whew.
1: No idea. Like one or,
2: at least one or two of them were gone. I knew that. Um, they, they included Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper in a boxing match, uh, a battle royal won by Andre the Giant, British Bulldog and Dynamite Kid versus the Dream Team for the WWE Tag Team titles, and Hulk Damn. Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a steel cage match, which introduced the, the classic square hole cage that WWE was known for.
1: Billy because did that like fat-ass King Kong Bundy. He not put his foot in the thing. <laughs>
2: But it became like a WWE trademark. Like, Look at our nice blue square cage.
1: I actually
3: love that cage. And Nassau Coliseum itself is as well still standing.
2: Oh, okay. So is it really? just the sports oh, arena that's gone? Jesus. I thought the Coliseum was gone. Um, April 7th, 2013, at WrestleMania 29, John Cena found his redemption when he defeated The Rock in the second-in-a-lifetime match for the WWE title. CM Punk broke his body into pieces as he went toe-to-toe with The Undertaker, and Triple H defeated Brock Lesnar in a no-holds-barred match with his career on the line. Actually, I thought Triple H was going to lose that one.
1: I think we all did. <laughs> uh, April 7th,
2: 2019, Batista and Kurt Angle both competed in their final matches at WrestleMania 35, respectively against Triple H and Baron Corbin. Uh. I still can't get over it. Baron Corbin was Kurt Angle's last opponent.
1: Yeah, now look at him.
2: Yeah. I mean, he had a decent push for a while. Now he's just doing nothing again. Even JBL said,
1: nah. He's in catering.
2: Yeah, he's in catering. Even JBL did nothing for him. Um,
1: Giant hammer pants. Of course not.
2: Yeah. Oh, dumbass. The show was main evented by women for the first time as Becky Lynch defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair for both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles, despite the dodgy finish. While Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar in the opening match in two and a half minutes. Shot apparently Brock was like, if I'm not in the main event, I'm going on first, and then I'm going straight home. Okay.
1: I can't say I blame you. Can't <laughs> say I blame you. I'm not uh, hanging out for three fucking hours.
2: Yeah, right. Brock's getting paid. Not getting paid by the hour.
1: Oh sir. April eighth, twenty
2: eighteen, the somewhat controversial WrestleMania 34. Based on these results, um Charlotte Flair ended oscar's undefeated streak because, of course, The Undertaker squashed John Cena in under three minutes. Um That's Braun Strowman and Nicholas won the raw tag team titles, defeating the bar. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura failed to match their classic battle at Wrestle Kingdom. And it was the second of three main events featuring Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns.
1: Aye, aye, aye. They were never going to fucking catch that Wrestle Kingdom fire in a bottle again. But, I mean, they could have did some different stuff to have some better heat.
2: Yeah, they didn't really come close to capturing it.
1: No.
2: I don't know what went wrong with AJ and Shinsuke.
3: Uh, I told them no. uh, I do. Vince McMahon. Hey, 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 there you go. (laughs) Or should I say uh, Vicente McMahon?
1: Vicente McMahon.
2: But I never realized until looking back on those results how really bad that WrestleMania was.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The John Cena thing was awesome. Watching him at ringside and shit all day long. Like, that yeah. was fun.
2: But even Seiko was expecting like a half-hour match. But no, you're, you're going to squash him in three minutes.
3: It, it kind of reminded me of that, uh, that Manny Pacquiao commercial. but
1: he's going to fight me. Oh, nice. <laughs>
2: Uh, Oh, man. April 10th, 2014, TNA did the unthinkable as they blatantly ripped off Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30 win just a week later when a very, very bearded Eric Young won a battle royal before winning the TNA world title later that night on a very rare live impact.
1: Oh, my God. I remember this vividly. (sighs) Vividly. I watched this live. They
2: shamelessly ripped it off. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God.
3: It's it's like that meme you see where they say, "Hey, you can copy my homework, just change the answers."
1: Yeah, no answers were changed,
2: and it's not like Eric Young sure didn't deserve was. it, but the timing was funny.
1: Sure was. The, you know what? No, you're, you're right. The, the the answers didn't change, just the font, and that should have been enough, Teach. That should have been enough.
3: The uh, the ink color changed. The, there you or, go,
1: blue to black ink. At a boy.
2: Okay, for some New Japan history, Uh, April 10th, 2016, Tetsuya Naito won the IWGP heavyweight title for the first time after cashing in his title shot from winning the New Japan Cup to defeat Okada at Invasion Attack. This was a freaking stacked card. Will Ospreay also made his New Japan debut as he challenged Kushida for the junior heavyweight title, and G.O.D. won their first IWGP tag team titles as they defeated Hanma and Makabe
1: cheese is criminy. All the I'm going to have to look that up. That looks stacked. Oh, yeah, no. Back, it well, you got to understand, back then, like, this was when they were pushing Naito to become a star. This was when he came back as he was first trying to be a, a, a heel. No, I think this was still... No, he was trying to be a heel. That's when yeah. he first won the belt. It was right after he gave up, I think, what was this? It's like a starlight gimmick or something like that where he'd be he flippy shit and he'd be the nice new kid of fucking New Japan and then... He went to Mexico and was like, nope, fuck this shit. I can't say I blame him because, uh, god damn, we love Naito now.
2: Yeah, I'm really, I was under the impression G.O.D. won the titles before then, too.
1: I could have sworn, but that actually sounds right to me. Like, that, they were probably in the junior division for a while. Yeah. Uh,
2: April 10th, 2021. WrestleMania 37 was the first WWE event with an audience during the COVID pandemic. Uh, with a limited capacity. I think it was like 25,000 each night. Um, Night one featured the widely praised debut of Bad Bunny and was main evented by Bianca Belair, defeating Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title, while night two featured the Randy Orton and the Fiend match that we don't talk about.
3: Never happened. No,
2: it's just a blur. Um, Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka for the Raw Women's title And Roman Reigns Stacked Edge and Daniel Bryan To retain the Universal title
1: Oh god Asshole
2: And finally, some WCW history. Yeah. April 11th, 1999, at Spring Stampede, Diamond Dallas Page became the oldest world champion at the time when he defeated Hollywood Hogan, Macho Man, and Sting for his first WCW World Championship. He just turned 43 the previous week.
1: Yep. Well, that You know, I, I was making a joke to, to some people at work. I said, you know, there's only one guy that ever started pro wrestling in his 30s and, made, and was successful. That's not true. There's two. There's DDP, and it's Dave Batista.
2: You could probably say DDP was the most successful woman wrestling, oh,
1: for oh, sure. Jesus.
2: I mean, Batista's obviously become, become on, come on to become a huge star. He's a multiple time world champion, but how many times yeah. did he quit?
3: Exactly, and that's not a, and that's not a bad thing. It's no. a good
1: thing. <laughs> that's stupid. The rivalry Not, sucked
2: but I still love the reveal of DDP as a stalker.
1: Oh man. Yeah, that was it was I'm glad he hit, I'm glad he hit WWE when he did but I wish he had wish it was a better run.
2: Yeah. Just became Take of fodder.
1: Eh. it is what it is. We enjoyed <laughs> And the Cole it, Christian
3: feud was kind of was okay.
2: Oh man, yeah. cool Christian. No. Um but that is all your history this week
1: right now for a little bit of fun let's see if you can get there before we do if Daz has got two minutes to to guess the identity of this mystery person if not we finally can get a 60 second promo at the end of the show ladies and gentlemen it is time to guess the wrestler
0: I wonder who this could possibly be Who is it? who the hell is
2: it guess the wrestler he's the bestler better Better than than
0: all all the wrestlers. wrestlers
2: All right, let's get two minutes on the clock. Again, it's been six, seven weeks since we
1: had one. let's not make it two months. All right, let's see what Uh, we can do. All right, so let's get obscure with it. Um, MLW World Heavyweight Champion one time all the way back in 2000. He was actually ranked number seven in the top 500 of uh, single wrestlers from PWI. uh, One time WWF Hardcore Champion. Uh, for some reason, somehow got top seven wrestlers in 2000, uh, but yet he was the worst gimmick, and also in 2000.
2: Uh, Steiner? No. No, he didn't win WWE. So,
1: this should help, uh, like new, uh, I guess, narrow things down. Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. So FMW Independent Heavyweight Champion one time.
2: Uh, World, no.
1: Perry, Perry Bra- Saturn, No. Uh, Brass Knuckles Champion twice. World Tag Team Brass Knuckles champion twice. Once with a guy named Big Titan and another one named Mr. Pogo. Just a hardcore
2: champion in WWE?
1: Just a hardcore champion once and only once. Steve Blackman. No. Grand Slam champion for uh, FMW in 95. There we go. This is to help out right here. He was a two-time ECW heavyweight champion and a one-time tag team champion with the guy they call Raven. Tommy no, and no. Let's see. Um, six man tag team champ for the FM Street Fight. Oh, wow. It's FMW Street Fight Team or whatever the fuck. Let's see. Mr. Ganesh and who? Rhino? No. Ah, oh, damn. Actually, I'm running out of stuff over here. He debuted. When did he debut? He started his uh, pro wrestling career actually in 89, believe it or not. And then got into this frontier martial arts wrestling in 1990 to 92. Debuted in ECW uh, in its earliest days as Eastern Championship Wrestling as early back as 93, 94. Showed up as a mainstay in 98. Did a Sabo. small stint. No, did a small stint in WCW in 2000 for a year, and did a multiple stints in WWE. 96, 2001 to 2002. Also made a quick appearance in TNA in 2003.
2: Damn. All right, two minutes are up. You're going to have to hit us with it.
1: The late great, Mike Awesome. Mike fucking awesome. I was like, we got to do, I was like, I got to get one out of here. We got to get a promo going. The fat, the fat chick thriller. The fat chick thriller.
2: I I know. I I remember him winning the hardcore title too. It was the first title change of the invasion.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a. he went back to WWE for the one night stand show, uh, back in two thousand five. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Oh god Russia.
2: Oh, team. I gotta cut a promo on Mike Awesome.
1: But Mike Awesome, the fan <laughs> chick thriller. You gotta cut a promo on a dead guy.
2: Not the first time.
1: I was about to say nope, not the first
0: time.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, the streak is broken. You're finally gonna get a goddamn promo later in this in the show. Thank you. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you may be joining us. And head to the website, maxrothinnet.weedy.com.
1: Damn right. Still to come, Trish Stranich sets, uh, sets up her rumored SummerSlam match with Becky Lynch. Jeff Hardy makes his not-so-wanted return to AEW. And Sting confronts MJF. Uh,
2: I mean, so- some were okay And by the way, i it was completely coincidence. I woke up this morning... Put on this t-shirt, had no idea he returned last night.
1: Atta boy, atta boy. Nobody gave a uh, I didn't give a shit. I was like, please don't let there be Jeff. Please don't let it be Jeff. And it was like, anybody but Jeff. Anybody but Jeff. Bam, there goes Jeff. I was like, shit.
2: We'll get into that, but first, it's time for Stupid Things People Say Online. This is Shit Mark Say.
1: God damn it. OMG.
2: plan emoji.
1: WTF. Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead. LOL. Peach emoji.
3: Shit
2: marks city. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. All right, uh, who's not been usy on TikTok?
1: Okay, so um, you know, like, you know, it's been nice and quiet ever since. Uh, kind of ro- Roman one. Broken. Everything just fucking chills the fuck out. Vince is back in charge, and everybody wants to bitch. You could play. Everybody's cool now. Like, I don't even hear Cornet bitching about shit. Everybody's cool all of a sudden nobody's bitching Nobody's nothing So nothing on the TikTok uh, Thank God by the way Because you know it's a nice fucking break from hearing people shit on shit um, It is hilarious though I will admit and I'm not going to give out the names Because there's it has became a fucking mass uh, Majority amount of people All of a sudden we have some Dave Meltzer dick writers And I mean, like, the ones that went from hating him, oh, you can't listen to anything he says, to this guy knows actually everything he's talking about. You know, he's he's giving the perfect five-star ratings to the fucking perfect five-star. It's like, dude, because he gave fucking five-star matches at Mania, all of a sudden you guys think he's a god? But fucking two weeks ago when he didn't give Seth Rollins five stars for fucking punching Logan Paul on a Raw segment, you guys are like, he's an idiot. Pancakes. Pancakes. (laughs)
2: Uh, well, all right, we do have some marks on Twitter. Um, and, oh, yeah. First up, we have homophobic egg with a bunch of numbers.
1: Mmm, already sounds like a tool bag.
2: Yeah, um, who says, uh, bro, you may not like it, but most wrestlers want a main event WrestleMania. Ask your boyfriend, Ganey Omega.
1: I think he even uh, said himself he didn't care.
2: To which, to I swear
1: his, he said it on an interview like he doesn't care. That's not his gimmick. Uh,
2: to which the guy he was speaking to says, casual homophobia, why am I not surprised? To which the egg says, yes, thank you for the compliment. I am homophobic. Well, at least you're honest about it. Um, why?
1: This First question. We, it's, this is the kind of people we allow on Twitter, by the way.
2: Well, it doesn't look like he's been on Twitter long or was very creative with the username.
1: This is the problem. It's like not only I think I've even said this before, it's like not only are you allowed to have a dumbass opinion on Twitter, but you're going to have fucking people willing to engage in said conversation of said stupidity. And it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb.
2: Uh, and second of all, like you said, um, Kenny probably is not very interested in main events in WrestleMania. If he was, he probably would have gone for the payday when they he, offered him whatever the hell it was.
1: I, 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 I like I said, I just said a second ago, like, I'm pretty sure he said on an interview and I'm I'm correct about this one. He said it on a couple of interviews. He said it with Renee in his most recent one. And whatever thing he did with uh, with Canada, whatever uh, network they had out there, they did some network thing with him. And he talked about wrestling and, you know, even they brought it to WWE. He said, oh, I was there. I was in their system. I didn't like their style. I didn't like their this, didn't like their that. And it's not for me. So uh, you think of his style and all the other crap is not for him. What do you think? Fucking, like, Do you think? Why would he want to do a WrestleMania when he's done an all out, when he's done the Wrestle Kingdom, when he's done to this, when he's done to that? You know, yeah, it works for AJ. Good for AJ. Good for Shinsuke. It doesn't have to be every single no. person in the world. Not everybody has to be a WWE guy. No.
2: Uh, And I think he's also commented on the whole Golden Lovers thing, too, being very ambiguous.
1: It's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to be. You fucking tard. Because you're a homophobic, and it's like, well, motherfucker, it's meant to be gay innuendos. Homophobic, and proud of it. Their fucking goddamn name is the Golden Lovers. How in the butt fuck is this, like, not meant to be, like, a gay innuendo? Um, you,
2: your views, and your opinion can all get in the bin. In the bin. Next up, we have Mr. Vess. How the fuck did you get a tick? Besides paying for it, obviously. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What was it? What's it cost, like, eight bucks?
2: Yeah. Basically just running down Mercedes of all people. Um, watching Mercedes run her career into the ground before Vince had another chance to is wild as fuck. Explain to me how Mercedes money, whatever, however, the hell, hell you say her new name, is running her career into Damn. the ground when she's like that. Literally one of the hottest international stars in Japan right now.
1: She's taking over Japan. I'm over here, turn the lights on. Um. She took. She took over Japan. Like I don't. I don't. What is the hate now? Why are we hating? Why are we hating? People can't leave. People can't go to somewhere else and go do what they love. Like what they love, not what they like. Not just because they make money on it. Because they figured out they can make some good money and do this and do that and blah blah blah. They love this. This is what mm. they love. She,
2: and she's bringing mainstream attention to. Japanese women's wrestling, which hasn't really garnered much attention, like
1: mainstream. No. Now exactly, now. And, and exactly. We're talking more about it now than we have, and the reason for it is simply they first off for Wrestle Kingdom they brought back the women's division. They wanted to highlight it, you know, in Wrestle Kingdom, and who helped? Who helped highlight it? Mercedes Monet, because she came in after the match. The match didn't mean chick dick shit to a lot of people. The after of the match mattered a lot because, oh, look, she's here. She's coming. She won the belt. She's defended it against a bunch of different opponents. She's been defending it uh, stateside as well. She's garnering more than enough attention. Like, I don't hate it. Challenge, again, so how are you ruining your career by, by taking your name international? International.
2: A lot of people tuned into Russell Kingdom just to see if she would be there. Bingo. And granted, she she bashed her debut a little bit, but she's put the work in after that and had banger after banger.
1: No, she's done her do-dilly. She's done. She's done what she needs to do. She's. She's. You know. She's kicking butt. She's. Oh. She's. She's revamped her character enough, in my mind. In my mind. So, stupid people.
3: Gentlemen, duty calls. I have to. Uh... Do the whole work thing.
2: Thank you, right. sir. Well, you're just we appreciate in time you. for us to wrap up shit, Mark. Say, um, and we're going to be plugging Full House in a second.
3: So, oh, you want me to make the uh, announcement real quick?
2: You want to make your announcement before we go into it? Sure.
3: Yeah. So, you had made a challenge to me for a tag team pro
0: uh, tag team title. Tribute.
3: Shot. So, to answer your challenge, I accept. And as for a partner, well, I needed a mercenary. I needed the best. I needed El Jefe.
0: Oh.
2: Not the name I was expecting, but okay, I welcome that.
1: Just when you thought the feud was over, we come on back for more. I'm like, goddamn troll, give me the gold.
2: I I guess we got to keep this feud going with... uh... Modern Day Outlaws and Dragon Club. So let's do it.
3: Let's do it. See you soon. All right. Adios, DC.
2: Um, So that was unexpected.
1: Oh, you're telling me unexpected (laughs) is how we do things around here, baby.
2: All right, then. Well, on that bombshell, um, Max Rossin brings you a new special event next month as we predict AEW's Double or Nothing. Plus, the group MVP will be decided once again
1: damn right and we already have two matches laid out for you the captain and the phoenix are pulling their tag team titles together to take on daniel dc and your boy ojefe mdo and the dragon come continues down the road can i add more gold to my collection i'm gonna fucking try
2: and uh just in case you're wondering that graphic was made after the show was recorded because of course i had time to do it Richard. Hey, <laughs> Um, and also, I did lay down another challenge for my television championship, as I called out Ted P. De Niro last week. Um, Teddy went live on Facebook, and Teddy, I'm with you. I'm all about the gimmicks and the special effects, but let's become to the wishes of others once again. You and me, TV rules for the TV title. Let's do it.
1: Oh boy, I can't wait, but that's right, there will be much, much more for us to find out in the coming weeks, so do not miss the upcoming Full House, May the 25th. Go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com forward slash Full House for more information.
2: Hell yeah. Alright, in other news this week, um, Trish turns on Becky Lynch. Um, we, we heard rumors before Mania, really, that it was going to be Trish. And Becky at SummerSlam. So, I mean, I and probably a few others called Trish turning heel on Becky and Lita at Mania. But it didn't happen. Um, I think they actually did it better by Lita being attacked by a mystery assailant. That That sounds familiar. And (laughs) obviously it turned out it must have been Trish. I don't think we actually got that clarification. But it must have been Trish who then stepped into Lita's place to defend the titles they lost the titles to um, Liv and Raquel. Congratulations to them, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a chick kick drops Becky Lynch.
1: I don't want to say like I saw it coming. This was I, I, somebody told me, or one of the t- guys in the TSK was like, "Oh, I totally, I think it was actually DC, believe it or not." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I totally forgot Raw was on," and I was like, "You know what? I'm doing Raw," and I saw this entire thing happen, and I'm like, oi, yeah, yeah, oi, yo." Oi, oi, oi. It just, it threw me, but then again, I was like, you know The rumors, rumors work, and you know When they want to build towards something, they're going to build Towards something, and Okay, Trish and Becky, you know The man versus, you know, the woe man Let's see how it goes, I don't Hate it, hate it You know, make me me Build it a little more, I was, I I did Kind of expect the Trish turn, I just was Like, I was with you, you know, you could have did it at the pay-per-view You know, but Whatever, TV works
2: I think that would have been too predictable, though, if she'd have turned on a mania, A tad. Um, A tad. And if it is at SummerSlam now, obviously Trish is not full-time, so she has five, six, four months to get in proper ring shape um, and hopefully can put on a banger with Becky like she did with Charlotte a few years ago.
1: I'm sure she can. I'm sure she can. I trust it.
2: Mm. Um, The question is, of course, what Becky's going to do in the meantime If Trish is going to be taking a few months off Because obviously we're going to build this to SummerSlam Um, I I don't really want to see it on a a B show Or in Puerto Rico or Saudi or anything like that Keep it to SummerSlam
1: Yes, please Keep it to the big show You have a big name Use it on the big show Yeah
2: Um, What we do have in Puerto Rico, though, is Cody and Brock uh, but it's it's definitely just backlash this year. But they keep referring to it as WrestleMania backlash, and it it's Stop it. grinding my gears a little bit. Stop back it, it Cody. Fuck it
1: off. Um, yeah, it's all Cody's fault. I mean, whatever. Let's get it over with. Um, I mean, let's move on. I, I mean, when we talked about it, it's the John Cena move. You're gonna get beat up by Brock. Um, all of a sudden, you're gonna start to make a fucking comeback. You know, you might win the Rumble again, World Champ run. Blah 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 blah.
0: Hmm.
1: Let's just get on.
2: Yeah, um I mean there is one I do have one nitpick with the whole Cena comparison that everybody's been making, of course, is that Cena was a I think 12-time world champion when he when he lost to The Rock, so he was, he was already very 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 successful and, and Cody, of course, is already very successful, but he hasn't won the big one in WWE yet, but Cena was like the king yeah in WWE, so I mean, looking back on that match with the Rock, it didn't really mean anything to me that Cena lost to the Rock. I thought the whole thing was a little overdramatic, but... Oh, yeah. And then nobody asked for the rematch the next year.
1: Nobody asked for the...
2: And it was terrible, the rematch.
1: Oh, it was bad, but didn't Rock get hurt, like, five minutes into it or something like that? Yeah.
2: um, I think he ruptured yeah. something.
1: Ugh. Can only imagine um,
2: the there was definitely something hurt around the chest area. No. But yeah, the second match wasn't worth it. Um, okay. it they should have gone with a triple threat with Punk, right. uh, just so Punk could have his WrestleMania rematch. He didn't have to well, win. We all knew Cena exactly. was going to win anyway.
1: Ex- but you see, you see this. It's this is logical booking. You see how this we make sense of stuff. That yeah. it's never a thing. That was a thing. I'm sorry, it was a thing for eight months when uh, Uncle when. Uh, when Uncle Viz- when when Theo Vicente wasn't gone,
2: also then they could have gotten away with having Cena in the Rock again because it was supposed to be once in a lifetime. But but they're facing each other again. Y- yeah, but we got Punk this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But now they went one on one again, and it sucked. Yeah. And then Cena became a what? Thirteen time world champion.
1: Thirteen, yeah. all the way to sixteen.
2: So. We talked about it last week. They're probably gonna run it to next year for Romania Forty for Cody and Roman. Um I don't believe that Roman's dropping the title to anybody else. I it's gotta be Cody because why else did he come
0: back? I mean, he,
1: um I, I will admit I will admit I have some uh, some harder some hardcore MMA friends and uh, they one of them hit me up or actually yesterday, I actually worked with one of them. He's like Brock, is Brock went winning the belt? And I said, don't you tell me some stupid shit. Don't you do this to me. I was like, why do you think this? And he's just like, I don't know. Endeavor bought it, so that means Brock, right? I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope not. I mean, he, he, I don't know. So I guess there's there's some people expecting Brock. There's some people that don't give a shit about Cody. We give a shit about Cody. Um,
2: Yeah. We definitely don't need to see Brock and Roman again. No, thank you. They, that would uh, be four. Yeah. That'd be four times at WrestleMania. We've already seen three. The third one, nobody really wanted. Um, That was, of course, when they unified the titles, putting us in this stupid situation that we still find ourselves in. Yep. Um, I just want two things. I want a new belt. I want Roman to take a vacation. Maybe a third thing. I think Cody would uh, look good with the title. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like this idea of Cody. I, I wasn't originally super happy that cody left AEW, but it makes sense he came back to win the one thing dusty never won
1: um do it for his daddy
2: yeah and it, it would be a nice cinderella story for him to go away start a new company come back win the big one and be the one to dethrone roman but we just gotta wait a year for the fucking thing
1: i'm not patient enough
2: no, um, I'm
1: not I, saying
2: that I didn't think if somebody told me a couple of years ago Roman's still going to be champion in 2023. No, oh, no man. way, we're not sitting through that, but
1: and that's the problem. It, it that's exactly what it is. It's like, why do we have to sit through it again? <laughs> we did this already. Why do we have to continue down this road for what the fifth, fourth year, fifth year? Come on, he's, man,
2: he's been the closing shot of Mania four years in a row. Um, He successfully defended the, t- the title in the same reign At two
1: yes. consecutive
2: WrestleManias
1: uh, How does that not chap your ass? Wait, is like, it free? It's free, how, actually How does that not chap your ass? That in the modern day For three straight fucking things It was just him Yeah and it was, and now now under, and, I, and I'm and i going to, like, if anybody wants to be a dickhead, they'd be like, well, didn't I kind of do the same thing? I think it was only two, so first off, fuck off. And yeah. secondly, he didn't have help from a bunch of people. He didn't have an entire bloodline and an advocate into this and that and that and this to get the over. He won on his own.
2: Yeah, um, I don't think I said it on the show, but I definitely commented it somewhere that, like, when we were growing up, mania was always the happy ending.
1: Yes, dude.
2: You had Austin winning the title, you know.
1: Well, okay. Happy ending, right? What's the WrestleMania we shit on the most? What was it? Nine or whatever? Or the one where fucking, where Hogan comes (laughs) in out of nowhere with a black eye? We got to send the people home happy. So here goes fucking Hulk Hogan. Because we have to send the people home happy. He got me that.
2: Biggest show of the year. It's it's the it's the show where the hero gets his moment. Um, th- th- usually there's always a big title change. There was Austin, um, there was Triple H, there was Batista, Seth. there was Cena, there was Seth, and then in recent years, it's just been a big fuck you.
1: It's been a okay. Well, we're, we we know who we like. This is what we're gonna do. This this is who we like, and it's yeah. like that. It's not about who you like. It's about finishing the story. Right. is mean, like,
2: supposed to be the end of the season. Look at Sonata.
1: A okay, oh. prime fucking example in Sonata. The guy that always would get so fucking close. And you know what he does? He cuts his hair and he wins it all.
2: I, Sona- I, I remember Sonata in TNA in 2014. And he was just like a mid-card high flyer. He's not a fucking world champion.
1: And he beat Okada. Fit- he finishes a story. They finished a story. They didn't say, oh, it's the, oh." well, there's another chapter. How many fucking chapters do we need in a pro wrestling story? Tell me the truth, Trips. Tell me the truth.
2: I, I mean, on, I, I, I get it. It's going to feel like a bigger moment when Cody wins it next year. But again, is,
1: is it, though? Like, let's think about Let's really think about it now. Is it, though? Or is it going to be so hype with anticipation that you're going to be mm. let down if you, if it's not in that favor? You're not going yeah. to maybe yeah yeah you'll probably still pop. It's probably still going to be an exciting moment. But it how much of that out is outweighed by anticipation?
2: How much more drama can they pour into it? Because if he'd have hit that one last crossroads this year, it was the perfect perfect finish. You had the Usos coming down, then KO and Sammy get their revenge. Then you had a bunch of crossroads and a one two three, but. In comes solo. They told a perfect story this year and they just yeah. fucked the ending.
1: Yeah. You can they fucked it completely over.
2: Um on the bright side, the odds are in our favor for a happy ending next year. There's always been a happy ending at the tenth WrestleMania. So like That's WrestleMania true. 10 was Brett, WrestleMania mm-hmm. twenty was Benoit WrestleMania thirty was Daniel Bryan.
1: The year of the underdogs, you never know, actually. Oh, yeah. Here we go.
2: Who the funk of Brett Hart as an underdog, but he was.
1: But he was back then, he was. <laughs> That's that started Brett's fucking reign of you know, his his long reign as champ and the whole whatever. You know, uh Chris Benoit, he had, was the wabbard Wolverine that had gained all this momentum, and you know, it was you know, a nice help from Eddie, but he had just had this fucking yeah. awesome momentum. Daniel Bryan, I kept talking about it, that you had the perfect thing going right there with Sami Zayn, da, 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 hotter than holy shit. And they had, they capitalized. You know, yeah. now it, now do you find another Daniel Bryan? Do you try to make another Daniel Bryan? Do you surpass fucking Cody and say, you know what, fuck it, we're giving it to Sammy? Uh,
2: I, I think Sammy's moment in the sun. They they've burned it out now. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that we don't like him as much anymore, but they've kind of, they taken that moment and just stomped it Yeah Yeah, they, they put the spark out
1: They threw Um, threw fucking sand on my campfire
2: Um, but as as far as Brett goes, that's like a mirror image of Cody Because he failed to beat Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9 But they Mm -hmm. went with a happy ending with fucking Hogan But then he won it back the next year at WrestleMania 10 Um, which seems to be exactly what they're doing with Cody
1: there we go. That's another comparison that we that nobody's talking about. Everybody's bringing up John. Nobody's talking about Brett.
2: Oh, everybody's too young to remember
1: Brett. That's why. see, The problem is, is, the fucking nerds that are saying this ain't the ones that are too young. They're the fucking I'm, old fuckers.
2: I'm going to post that shit after this show. Do it. Um, Another thing Brett had was the match with Owen at WrestleMania 10, too, which was brother versus brother. I wonder if we can get down at WrestleMania 40, nudge,
1: nudge. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say them
2: not, not that I want Dustin to leave AEW, but it'd be a nice moment.
1: Okay, yeah, come on now, do it for Dusty.
2: Um, and I, when he walks out at WrestleMania 42, I kind of want Dusty's music before his music kicks in, even if it's they, just the the intro. Yeah,
1: did it like how fucking um uh goddamn fucking uh Rey Mysterio did with Eddie. Yeah, had like three themes kind of shit. And then
2: when when you get to the cowbell, just flip into Kingdom.
1: Like, oh, that'd be badass. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, come on. There's a there's a producer that's fucking doing nothing right now that can mix right. that bitch all the way up.
2: And WWE, you've got the rights to the American dream music. Do it.
1: Oh, and and, and my only other qualm is I need you guys to for out for now, forever now. God damn, can't speak myself. Forever now, change the whoa. And there I need you to take that one time where fucking John Cena was singing Cody Rhodes' theme in the background, <laughs> and that's the new whoa. <laughs> Found that shit on TikTok. I could not stop laughing. So I gotta say the it. Greatest thing ever.
2: I really love seeing it these days.
1: He's so fun. He's so fun and carefree.
2: Yeah, that's Great. it. Carefree. He's not the guy who's pushed and pushed and pushed to the he does, yes, brink anymore. He doesn't anymore. have to
1: be the locker room leader. He doesn't have to try to be the Undertaker without being the Undertaker. Yeah, it's nice.
2: We're seeing real John, not. Hey, this is the best in the best of the best, John. Yep. Um, and finally, qu- final question on WWE is: Are fans turning on Bianca? Which I I said would happen when she beat Asuka. It was the wrong call. I've seen a lot of people make the comparison, another comparison to Cena calling her Bianca Cena because she's beaten everybody. Yeah, and she's had that title for over a year now. Um, I, I, like I said, I I saw it coming.
1: Hmm. She's, yeah, she's officially hit that uh, I'm too babyface now. Now I'm too yeah. babyface. I'm overly babyface. We want you to lose and be a heel. But it's like, no, we don't need you to be a heel. We just want you to lose. I just don't need you as champ. That's all. I, I love everything you're doing. I just don't need you as champ. But no, no, fans, you know how they are. They're fickle as shit. They yeah. don't get their way. They're going to start flipping. I'm I'm not changing my, I still really like Bianca. I'm not going to not be a fan on her. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna be mad at her for being the ultimate baby face, you know what I mean? I just I just don't need you as champ. That's my one and only complaint.
2: Well, she's That's got it. the same problem Cena had is that she's a huge role model for kids. Huge. Now. So they're I gonna need... keep that title on her. They're gonna push her as long as they can because little girls look up to her, which is great. Oh, well, but... yeah, look
1: at her entrance.
2: There, there comes a time when you can't keep winning, and I think it hurt more because it was Oscar who desperately needs a WrestleMania win. Had this yeah. new gimmick all for nothing.
1: That's the that's for me. That was what the killer is. It's the new gimmick. You got this whole ass new gimmick for what?
2: Just to get beat by a K.O.D.
1: To get beat by a K.O.D.
2: Um, and I, I, I don't know who's left really to take the title from Bianca. She's beaten. Everybody.
1: I was saying what Raquel Gonzalez, but she got tag title now, so that's a yeah. no. That's not necessary. Um
2: I mean, unless somebody comes up from NXT, maybe um, a Roxanne.
1: Hey, why not? I like um, Roxanne. When
2: we, when when's the draft? Is it end of
1: April? I think. I think. Hold on. Let's look.
2: I can't remember when he said it was. Um, but like we've all been joking all week, it's not really going to matter because they're all going to flip-flop between shows anyway, like they always May do. 8th. May okay, so okay. May it's, the 8th, yeah. for the next month. Oh, we got just under a month to go.
1: It's Um
2: We didn't get any call-ups the night after Mania. The night after Mania fucking sucked. So we're expecting oh, some NXT awful. in the mix, in the, in the draft, I guess. And Please. who knows? Maybe somebody will get called up in the draft. And beat Bianca the same night.
1: Hey, I don't.
2: But either way, you're turning fans on her and it's not a good thing. Because you pushed (sighs) her too much.
1: You've just, you've made her the unbeatable Bianca. And that was why we hated John. We didn't need Super John. Mm -mm. You know, now we got Super Bianca. We don't need it. Don't need it.
2: This is why we like John now,
1: because he puts people over. It's because he's willing to have fun, goddammit. Yeah, he's just so much fun.
2: He even had a dog shit match with Austin Fury and still made him look good.
1: I don't know how that happens, but (laughs) all right, it worked out.
2: Honestly, I I agree with who said it. It was a veteran wrestler who said it. I can't remember which one, but they said like Cena didn't seem to be in ring shape. He was kind of phoning it in against Fury. And I kind of saw that like when they were squaring up and everything, he didn't really seem with it.
1: Nah, going through the motions.
2: Yeah, um, which is a shame because he's part time. So when he comes back, we 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 usually get big match John. Yeah, um, just didn't really get it this time.
1: Nope, nope. He didn't want to go as hard. And probably doing another movie or something. Didn't want to fuck himself yeah. over.
2: Um, so on to AEW, uh, which was a decent show again this week. They're they're doing good. Last couple mm-hmm. of weeks, uh, we kicked off with Darby and Swerve um i i think Swerve is finally on the right path um like there was a swerve later on but he didn't really do yeah. anything after breaking up with keith then he formed the mogul affiliates with brock light and and the tattoo guy and i yeah. think they both got injured and now they did they just disappeared um now he's with um, the embassy wasn't enough to take down darby but it looks like he he's making moves
1: He's he, he, they're building something and they're probably going to end up building towards another swerve and derby match. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like how maybe like a no DQ or something like that, which would just bring out the fucking craziness in them. I think that was, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Defy that would be their old uh stomping grounds. Oh, yeah. So I like it, I do, I like it a lot. I think it would be, um, I, I, I want it to be like on a pay per view though. You know what I mean? I just am yeah. like I don't think we're that I don't think you could push this that far. You could try, but I don't think you can.
2: No, and Darby's obviously getting pushed uh to main event level right now because he's feuding with MJF and looked great in this match and yeah, after did. the match MJF comes down. There's an intense showdown. Both of them did great on the mic. I really like how Darby's become a promo guy.
1: He he's I wanna say he's kind of always he just needed to find his pace. You know yeah. what I mean? He's always had good shit to say. He just his his pace, his demeanor, his delivery, whatever. Something always felt a little off, a little too rookie. And yeah, no, dude, hey, when you fucking hang with Sting for so long, boy, again, and even when Sting came out, he told you the whole <laughs> gimmick. He said, I'm only in his I'm only in this kid's corner. And the guy that was in my corner was Ric Flair. So it's like, come on, dude. Yeah.
2: I love how Sting addressed his past as not not a rookie, but being under somebody's wing because you don't really think of Sting like that.
1: No, you don't. Like he's
2: always been this legend.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the funniest thing is like he's always been this legend. Nobody, you know, nobody knows that this big buffed out surfer Sting didn't didn't just come in and be good. They like Ric Flair saw something and was like, "Hey, dude, you know." I like you that or the way he does it. I don't don't know if you remember his like excellent dusty impersonation and saying, I'm going to put you with the rich boy with the rich boy, Rick Flair and the whole everything. (laughs) So, I mean, like, it's it's great to hear the history. I love how he ran down all of his personas, Surfer Sting, Crow Sting. He's I still got a little Joker in me. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen it, but I would love to see. it.
2: Oh, some some liked it. Some didn't. I love Joker Sting. Just because it was so different. And I heard a
1: lot of good things. I heard a lot of good things.
2: There was a lot of funny moments too. Oh, I believe um, this. But I, 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 he's I, hilarious. As soon as he came out and the way he was talking in this promo, I got that Joker vibe, so I'm glad he referenced it. But uh, no, he did great. He'd, like Sting left MJF speechless.
1: That he did. That he did. And as he should. As he should. Because he is an icon and MJF is not.
2: And it, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the bass drop, but it felt like a big interruption when Sting's music hit. Maybe we just haven't seen him properly for a while on Dynamite, and then all of a sudden, yeah. oh shit, here comes Sting.
1: Oh no, was, he's oh here. was Daddy Sting? And it's like, oh, there come Daddy Sting. Boy, there goes P- there goes your daddy, your papa.
2: Yeah, and also a tribute to N- uh NWO Kevin Nash oh, yeah. Scott Hall. And Scott Hall loved it. Um, and of course, in, in true MJF fashion, spits in Darby's face and leaves.
1: Because he's a dick. He's a, dick awesome. he is a <laughs> dickhead. He's a dickhead.
2: Now, next match, Here Hub squashed Silas Young.
1: It's an open challenge that got opened last week. They brought in Silas Young, and I'm like, okay, cool. The real man, you know, the last real man, former Ring of Honor Television Champion, Six Man <laughs> Champ, Tag Team Champ, blah blah blah. blah squashed. Absolutely squash. I get it. He's old, bro. I get it. All right. I understand. But fucking hell. They did him do it. Why not just have some fucking nerd out there then? You couldn't get some enhancement talent. You got Silas Young, who just so happened to be from that area anyway. God damn.
2: I mean at least like I don't know, five, ten minutes, but I think it was like less than three.
1: Yeah, it was short as fuck. He hit like three, four moves, hit his finish and went home.
2: Really expected a lot more from Silas Young.
1: I was hoping for a little bit, give him some kind of, give him a half a comeback. Something. Like, nope. is, is he really that old? What, what is Silas Young is it young, but I mean, he's, well, what it is is Silas Young, uh, he was, a. I want to say he was a big drug user and mm. the guy got clean and got back into wrestling and that's, that's the only reason why he looks as beat and shit as he does. He's not. I, I really don't. think I think, if anything, he's in his forties. I don't think he's in his fifties.
0: Like, uh, he's up.
2: forty-three.
1: There you go. It's not that bad. No. There's cats wrestling in their sixties for fuck's sake.
2: But uh, after the match, Wardlow starts smashing up Hobbs's car. Comes out for a brawl, big ass brawl. Unfortunately, we see Pat Buck on TV. Unfortunately, That's- he was not the guy that got power bombed off the stage. <laughs>
1: Right, God damn it! That's how I know this whole segment was him. I was like, "Well, you're gonna destroy the car," and then I'm like yelling at Wardlow because you know I have a like, I have a forklift operator license, and I'm just like, "You're lifting it now, go forward, it'll roll, <laughs> go forward." And then like I'm like, "I'm afraid the whole fucking thing is gonna tip over," and even you even hear like Rob yelling, "Go for it!" Just because we're like, "God damn it, you fucking who taught this guy how to drive a forklift? What the hell's the matter with him?" But uh, it. Uh, This was so Pat Buck Wasn't even funny
2: Yeah uh, He must have been the one that produced the match too Uh, You're going three minutes Wait what This is fucking Silas Young
1: This is Silas Young I don't give a shit Fuck you you, Pat You think these people know who Silas Young is? Yeah actually I do Well I don't
2: Well I mean You're you're AEW slash Ring of Honor Of course we know who Silas Young is
1: Right yeah Well, We should We're the fucking fans
2: Poor Aaron Solo was one who gets uh, bombed off the stage through what was supposed to be a couple of tables, but he missed one, probably probably hit his neck.
1: Oh, he fucking slapped the back of his head something fierce off that one. I was like, oh! It was bad. It looked he... bad.
2: Um, after this, we got Orange Cassidy defending the international title against Buddy Matthews with one
1: freaking hand. One freaking hand, dude. This guy is the... Absolute shit, brother. Like, like I, I was, I was like, okay, I'm cooking dinner. I gotta have this on in the background. I was, I was like, I, normally we watch. I watch it with the guys, but sometimes we start late. I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm watching the first hour by myself real quick with the kids in the background, and my son's like, "Who's that guy?" I was like, "It's Orange Cassidy," and he's just like, "How come he doesn't do like a whole thumbs up?" And I'm like, "Cause he's too cool." Okay. <laughs> he's so lazy. he saw it. He saw him do, like, the little dap with the kid, and so he walked up to me in the kitchen and did the thing, and I'm like, oh, bam. Sold. <laughs> Orange Cassidy people around here.
2: It's, it's very easy to warm to Orange Cassidy. I don't know what people's he's, problem is.
1: I, because he's little.
2: He's little, and he rustles he, with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, but have on, you seen wait, him
1: do it? Wait. Are you Are you ready? Are you ready for this one? Because this is going to get me some hate from the pro wrestling motherfuckers. Oh. Comes he's enter- he's entertaining. That's it. That's all. That's fucking it, bro. That is it. <laughs> he's entertaining. He is an excellent combination of lucha, um, vaudeville, which is the old style comedy wrestling. By the way, you you're welcome for learning something, you fucking nerds. So he's a good combination of lucha vaudeville and and some mat wrestling, and he has a persona that he that he. Doesn't care But because he's a champ He's gonna try And this is him barely trying So imagine when he tries real hard
2: Which he did in this
1: match Exactly Exactly Uh, That's what the Every fucking time he does a match That's the story But everyone's like there's no story That's the story
2: Yeah It, It was very unusual to see him like Really try and fight through pain um, yeah, dude.
1: Excellent. Excellent stuff. Buddy fucking Matthews is the man built like the fucking ultimate brick shit house. Doing the great. Stomping his hand. I loved it every fucking time. I said, this is perfect. This is perfect. This you're garnering heat. You don't have to beat the shit out of him to get the heat. You just stomp on his hand and you're getting heat. This is good. It was really, really good. I'm disappointed that he lost. Um, I'm not saying, like, I want Orange to lose. I'm just – I'm starting to think, like, who's going to be the guy to beat him? And I'm kind of like, if it's going to be somebody from the House of Black, I want it to be Brody King.
2: I I didn't think I'd say this, but I think Orange Cassidy has been a better champion with this title when it was All-Atlantic or whatever um, Mm -hmm. than Pac.
1: Oh, no, a bazillion. A bazillion percent. He is – he's went – uh, he, he's he's in like the Kenny Omega right now. He, you have to watch his title bouts because he is just the, the must the must watch guy. I re- I'm not even going to say it like this. I feel like in a lot, in, in some ways, and I was going to say in a lot of ways, that's not true. In some ways, he's a better champ than MJF. Well, like he's definitely a, more fighting champ.
0: Ex- mm-hmm.
1: That that international championship has turned into like the TV championship. And it's just it is officially the workhorse belt, the go out there and show me belt. And it is great. Fucking great. Yeah.
2: Orange Cassidy's been killing it for weeks.
1: Weeks. Um, months.
2: For, easily the best thing that's happened to him is that title.
1: <sighs> Fuck goddamn.
2: Um, so afterwards Best Friends Challenge, Ozzy open for for Rampage.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. First and foremost, I love Aussie Open. I love Aussie Open. I got to see them twice when I was hanging out in LA over the WrestleMania week I got to see them at the Multiverse show, got to see them at the Ring of Honor show. They are an excellent team. Uh, I'm glad that they got the IWGP tag titles. Good for fucking them. I hope they hang on to them for a while. Uh, but to see them and the best friends go at it I think it's going to be stupid fun It's going to be some PWG type shit on Rampage For crying out loud yeah. So yeah, fucking sign me all the way up
2: uh, And of course, great thing with Orange Cassie at the end He didn't really have it in to <laughs> do the fist bump <laughs> hurts, So
1: it's Renee. they got Renee to do it <laughs> He's all he's all Renee, Renee, And she's like, alright And he's like, and fucking <laughs> damn Chucky's all Alright, on three And she's like, you didn't count to three Renee is the best. Renee is the goddamn best, dude. Okay? She is She is fucking, um, she is a more modern, funnier, and even a better Mean Gene. I'm sorry. I'll say it. I don't care. Mean Gene was entertaining as all. Holy fuck, bro. No, give me some fucking Renee Paquette. She's well, let me awesome. tell you something, Renee, sister. Aussie, now, you know, that already sounds way fucking more badass. I'm not even <laughs> lying.
2: But no, uh, I love how they all looked at Orange waiting for him to join the fist bump, and he's just like... He eh. <laughs>
1: just, just waves him along. <laughs> he's like, dude, my fucking hand. Come on.
2: Okay, like, well, here's your I... other hand. That was great. Um, okay, uh... Ethan Page demands answers from Matt Hardy. Now, obviously, initially we didn't really care about this. Um, I Not a lick. I'm, I'm always going to be a Jeff, Mark. Um, Matt informs him of the fine print. Starts okay. a brawl. Outcomes affirm, okay. outcomes hook.
1: Hold on. And I, I know you're getting to the to the into the punchline, and I'll let you say the punchline. But I swear to God, and now please, somebody, somebody fucking correct me. I swear to God, Matt Hardy said in this clause, it says, if you lose, we're out of our contracts. And now yeah. that they have to now they're gonna have a match, so they're fully out of their contracts. What?
0: that does not make sense?
1: <laughs> so I was like, bro, <laughs> what? Oh, God. No, that threw me for the biggest loop.
2: Um, But out comes Jeff. Completely unexpected return of Jeff.
1: Yeah, super unexpected. Um, Not rumors, no nothing.
2: No. And, okay, you know what? He's fucked up many, 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 many times. Hey. Um, but I'm always happy to see him, you know, clean himself up. Yeah. And try again. Hopefully he can. It sounds like a fucking broken record. But hopefully he can keep it on the straight and narrow this time. Um, he looked good. Um, I mean, Tony said, yeah, you get winded running down the ramp. Yeah. He's a 45 year old guy. He's running down a ramp. He's carrying a steel chair, but man, he takes that shirt off. I I've never seen Jeff in that. Well, I have, but I haven't seen Jeff in that good of shape in years. Dude's like pretty shredded.
1: Stop drinking. And that'll get you like that. That's how Uh, it goes down. Stop drinking. But no, I mean, like I'm with you. Um, I thought he looked in decent shape. I thought he was huffing and puffing his ass off, though, especially after that swan. I'm like, well, I can't say I blame the fucking guy. My ass couldn't go uh, fucking up three flights of stairs without huffing and puffing. So I'm gonna shut the fuck up. But yeah, and I'm
2: like ten years younger than him. Exactly,
1: exactly. And I ain't been through accidents and didn't bump forever. Like you know what I mean. So this, that's that's my problem right there. But um. I had to make fun of Matt because I'm like, Matt couldn't even walk down the ramp. He was limping down the ramp. And I'm like, you didn't even do anything in weeks. How the fuck are you limping? But whatever. (laughs) Um, Cool. They're here. Get some fucking matches out of the way and go retire, guys. Please. Like that. That's what needs to be done. You want to have a match with the Bucks? Go have a match with the Bucks. You know, you want to fucking do a match with the FTR? Do a match with FTR. You know, the guns, whatever. Get your matches in and, and get gone.
2: I wonder what Jeff and, and his status is like with coming over to the UK because obviously it hey. was it wasn't it wasn't a drug conviction it was a drunk conviction
1: yeah
2: um but last time he was convicted he was banned from coming over here for ten years so hopefully he can make it to Wembley
1: that'd be kind of cool I think I would think so. I don't well, I'm, trying know. Th- I'm trying to think of his WWE run when they went to London where they couldn't take him. And I want to say that was like three years ago.
2: He made it over in, in the last run.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so then he's got to be able to go over then.
2: Yeah, but I mean, he's been convicted since then.
0: Oh, that's
2: right. So I'm not sure where he stands on it. But I mean, uh, Hardy Boys in the UK and fucking Wembley, you kidding me?
1: Hey, make it work. You you know damn well there's some rando tag team you can bring out of nowhere. Whether that be that's the one against the Bucks, you know, yeah. the Hardys and the Bucks even. That's gonna been it. it right there.
2: So fingers crossed, Jeff keeps it going this time. Clean run, another please, clean slate. Please, dude,
1: please, dude. There's there's so many people on your back, bro. So many people. Come on, man. But
2: he he's obviously got the support because that was a hell of a pop for him.
1: That's what I'm saying. For a guy who is who's literally like been down the shitter so many times, it's not even funny. <laughs> People, we love you, bro. Like, I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy fan, like, but the, yes, I can't, I can't not deny. As a kid, I did the Jeff shit, I did the Hardy shit. I always thought he wanted, I always wanted him to be a world champ. The whole everything, you know. I just, I need you, I need you to stay on that straight and narrow. I yeah. need you to do it. We need you to do it.
2: I mean, also, the other thing is that Travis will fucking att- attest to this. Jeff's such a fucking nice guy.
4: Oh, I'm sure. But he sure. just
2: keeps fucking up.
1: I'm sure he's the fucking nicest fellow there's ever been.
2: Hell, he did a promo for us for free.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's how you know. You know. Nicest fellow ever.
2: Um. All right. Max and Claudio murdered. Brandon and Nakazawa. Jesus I mean, Christ. it wasn't a squash, though. I mean, they, they tried. No.
1: Oh, yeah, they got like a half a move in. But fucking hell, dude. I haven't seen Nakazawa bleed in years. In years. And he was fucking all over the place. And then poor fucking Brandon Culler, Then uh. his fucking mask is fucking sucked, soaked in blood. I know the kid can't see. He's over here trying to fucking hit the ropes. He got hit hey. with a with a fucking death rider with his eyes closed, for crying out loud. If you paid, his eyes were fucking shut, But He's like, there's blood everywhere. It was.
2: When um, buddy, when Scream first came out, they did those ghost face masks that pumped blood throughout yes, the mask. Yes, dude. That, I that's kind of what um, Brandon's mask was like, except it My was biggest. his blood and it was literally inside the mask. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: reminds me of high school. <laughs>
2: um, but we got a great segment after the match as Mox run down the elite. Kenny and the Bucks come out. Um, and we didn't expect them to be there No, and Kenny almost murdered Mox with a screwdriver. Oh,
1: oh, my Lord, Jesus stuff that there's like, ah. yeah,
2: that perfect camera cut on Kenny's face right before he ran at him with a screwdriver was awesome. Just to see that look in his eye,
1: the crazed look in his eye. Uh, the brothers of the Bucks, of the young bros, the young Arena. I'm trying to like make fun names of them, but no, they're back. I'm glad to see him. Uh, Matt's obviously wrestling with a fucking arm brace, it, you know, torn bicep. The guy's got fucking balls of steel. Yeah. See how it goes. The, I
2: I I did initially question a moment with Max where he was in the corner, and I think it was Matt turned his back on him. And Marks had plenty of time to slide out of the way before Kenny ran in with a screwdriver. And I thought, why is he not running away? Then I realized it's fucking Marks. He's just like, come on.
1: Well, yeah, no, and that's exactly what you do. He's like, come on, you <laughs> sons of bitches. I'm like, you crazy motherfucker. He's going to stand with like, a screwdriver.
2: With he don't give a shit.
1: No, he doesn't. Shit, that's the problem. <laughs> He's a crazy fuck.
2: Please make me bleed.
1: <laughs> make me bleed my own blood. Like, somebody's like looking at the back like, Renee, you want to get your husband? Nope.
2: What did he do this time? I'm just going to say screwdriver.
1: Just, ah, (laughs) shit. Did you see her getting a bunch of paper towels?
2: And Claudio's like, before you say anything, I got him out. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: the problem with that is, like, I could see him do that. He'd be all like, (laughs) Like, before you get mad. (laughs) Wheeler's all like trying to guard him. Did he bleed again?
2: No, but he nearly did.
1: But he nearly. Did. But these other guys, fucking everywhere. It's everywhere.
2: He he was almost impaled.
1: <laughs>
2: Quite. But bad. he wasn't. But he wasn't. Um. But yeah. Uh, this is gonna be good when they finally lock up. It's gonna be bloody. Oh, that's for sure.
1: It's. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it'll be. Uh. What's their fucking war game shit? Blood, Blood and guts. guts. I'm yeah. thinking it'll be that. Um. Mox hates the stadium stampedes. He got pissed at the first one, so I doubt that'll be another thing.
2: Oh, I really like the stadium stampedes.
1: I did too, but if you, he did a, an interview with Renee, and he was just like, "Well, well, we can't do a regular this, or we can't do a this, and I don't like doing these." So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we will just do a fucking six-man Texas death match for all we fucking know. Just call it a Texas hey. death match every single time.
2: Maybe he didn't like the element of not being in front of the fans. Probably, but, I mean they did the second one at Double or Nothing, which was the first show where they had fans.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: they did the whole backstage stuff, and then that fucking moment when Guevara comes out through the crowd was just awesome.
1: It's huge. I don't know. Let's make. I'm I'm down for whatever. I'm down for whatever. Let's figure it out, regardless of what it is. The elite and the BCC is going to be fun. Yeah.
2: Um. So on to a women's tag. Ruby and Tony get the win over Reho and Sky Blue. But we did see a lot of good work between Tony and Sky Blue for, for mm-hmm. a good portion of time.
1: Sky Blue works well. Reho, I swear, is like the ultimate veteran out there. She really fucking is. Like, I don't. She's so smooth at everything she does. It seems like she understands things ha- things that are going to happen before they happen. Yeah. I, She's like the tiny version of Kenny Omega.
2: <laughs> I'm sure Kenny's going to love that compliment.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm he, I'm pretty sure he's been the, the main trainer for her. Yeah. So, love it, though. Keep it right. Um,
2: I mean, I've seen people complain lately about the time the the women get in AEW, and this wasn't a great example because, like, this was literally all they had was this tag match. Yeah. Um. But I ask again, why the fuck is Jade not being on shown on Dynamite. Oh, we only see her and Taya on
1: Rampage. I understand you want to build Rampage, and I get that, but again, and I've said it, and you've said it, and I'm sure we've commented it somewhere. She is the TBS champion, and Dynamite's on TBS. Why is she on the TNT show?
2: And only the TNT
0: show.
1: And only the TNT show. Like, what are you... (laughs) Like, dude, she is a star. Do you understand me? Like, we talk about Bianca Belair and how big of a fucking transitional star she is. We talked about Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks. We talk about how big of a transitional star she was. Trinity, the the former Naomi. We talk about how big of a star she used to be. Why are you not capitalizing on a God-given fucking star to you? A person that literally garnered respect of professional wrestling fans, not sports entertainment, not just sports entertainment fans, let me stop myself, but professional wrestling fans for being the greenest thing since fucking mold and now coming out shining like the fucking Mario star. She is beyond awesome, beyond yeah. awesome. She could be on the level of the Mercedes Monet, of the Bianca Belairs, Airs, but we're not pushing her on the big television show. We're pushing no. her. After the fucking NBA, we're pushing her on a show that you're probably going to skip in DVR. So what the fuck is the problem? What are we doing? What are we doing?
2: Especially like we right doing? now, she's in the, the one feud she's had in a long time where she's up against possibly an equal. In and, again,
1: and again, you have again, and this is and I'm going to say this. How? Well, actually, you know, I'm going to lay this out. How many uh, independent wrestling fans do you think are AEW fans? Probably more more of them than less, right? Yeah. Ty Valkyrie is absolutely known throughout the fucking Indies. So why are again? Why again are you not capitalizing on obvious exposure of not only one but two possible huge stars of your company for the next coming years on the biggest show you got? On the biggest show you got, this is the best women's feud you got going today, and it's on your B show while you're pushing the NWO remake from the ladies on the A show. What mm. are we doing, TK? What are we doing?
2: And um, like, well, we're predicting that Taya is possibly going to take that title off of Jade. When that finally happens, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fans who haven't watched Rampage, haven't followed this angle. It's not gonna feel as big to them.
1: Not only is it gonna not feel as big to them, maybe they don't know that is there. Because <laughs> again, have let's keep it funky. You go back. Did we see anything this week from 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 Jade from Taya?
2: Only on Rampage and Battle of
1: Belts. Exactly. So we didn't see we didn't but we didn't see any highlights. They didn't talk about it. They didn't nothing. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. So how the fuck do I know what's going on? You expect us to watch these other. And we've said this from the start. We've said this from the start of AEW three years ago. You cannot have these transparencies of these other shows expecting that we just watch them. That we're so goddamn devoted and diehard that we are just taking the absolute time out of our day to watch them when they're live, only when they're live. No. Motherfuckers got lives, DVR, plus again, one of your shows is on a Friday and goddamn night. When people were going out, stupid people o'clock. got shit to do at stupid o'clock. Thank you. So it's you really absolutely need to. You have all this fucking creative people, all these video people. Why are we not getting small, dumb highlights of Rampage, of Dark, of Elevation, of the B, of BTE incorporated within the show to see what else is going on to make us want to watch a Rampage, a Dark, and Elevation, a BTE.
2: And you know what? Honestly, I think I could have lived without the main event. I think Jericho and Keith Lee could have been on Rampage. You could have found time for you, Jade. You,
1: you could absolutely put this on Rampage. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding I don't know me? why it was the main event.
2: If it was just for the swerve of swerve revealing that he does still remember having unfinished business with Keith Lee or the creative team just remembered. But other than that, why why was this the main event? Because Jericho.
1: And and guess what, dude? And and here's the here's the fun, here's the fun facts. And we're in year three, gonna be in year four. Um if I have to do this because I have to, this is the only real way it's gonna really work. Uh let's go WCW comparison. So, at the peak of WCW, after three fucking years, how many people do you think wanted to see Hulk Hogan in the NWO? We didn't. That's why fucking Sting won the belt. That's why the change of WCW began. That's why you started to see the fucking NWO implode, and we got the white and black and the red and black. That's why we got the Cruiserweight division blossoming and blooming even more. We got even more guys from fucking Japan. That's when they got in their peak in 98, 99. You have... You're getting we're getting stale, bud. I understand you're building towards Adam Cole and Jericho, and that's fucking fantastic. I'm all for it. Thank you. Let's make it work. But this doesn't need to be my main event. This doesn't need to close my show. No, I mean, I love Keith Lee. I'm glad he's back. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Good for him. I'm still making fun of him. Looks like Santa Claus, you know, but hey, whatever. He's kicking ass. And the close was
2: weird. So, like, Jericho wins. thanks to swerve. Out comes Adam Cole to a big, big pop. And basically, he just comforts Keith Lee and then turns his back on Jericho and they walk up the ramp. And
1: what the yeah, fuck he, was that? He's refusing to acknowledge Jericho is the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Then mention that, it. But that's how you're going to close the show? No, then mention it then. Then inform me. Tell me what I should be seeing in this situation because all I'm seeing is he's giving Jericho the cold shoulder, even though I'm sure he's the one that wants to match with Jericho. So why would you be giving him the cold shoulder? You see why I'm asking all these dumbass questions? Why didn't Excalibur include me, or, uh, you know, fill me in? Where's this fucking mm. ski Where's Taz? Where's your guys' gimmick to let me know where this is going?
2: Oh, Why, did, why wasn't Jericho yelling anything? Or he was just stood there like a douche.
1: You're gonna tell me they're not gonna give you a microphone, motherfucker? You're gonna, that's a bullshit lie. Come on, dude. So it's a lot of not a whole lot of not making sense.
2: They didn't even stop Adam Cole's music. It just carried on playing. So there was like no moment of pause or anything.
1: Nope. You you just you went on with your life. And this is where that I have to be able to say, oh, yep, I get a WCW comparison because WCW would do some things. It just doesn't make sense, but it would either work or didn't work. But just sometimes it just didn't make sense. And this doesn't make sense. I mean, we get it being the smart fans. We understand that you're going to build towards Jericho and Adam Cole. We get it. But how come Jericho is not acknowledging it? But you know what? I it, What I'm not, I guess, taking into context is how Jericho – well, no – Go back to the to last week when Adam Cole won, and him and Britt Baker were making out in the ring. You had Jericho kind of giving him the cold shoulder, but at the same time, he also stared him down for a little bit. There was a little bit of a stare down. There wasn't just a oh, look at them do their thing and walk away. He was like, eh, "Fuck you." He was giving him a fuck you stare. He was, and Adam Cole never once did that last night. So I, I guess we're trying to repeat. You know what I mean from the last week to this week But it just didn't work No So <sighs> Try again damn it
0: Try again and uh
2: Hopefully book a I don't want to say a better main event Because I'm happy to see Keith Lee back too But I just I forgot this Not match was even happening to be honest
1: yeah, I mean, not for this, not for, not to, I mean, yeah, you built two things at the end of it. You're going to continue the build of of Swerve and Keith Lee, but again, it, it didn't, it, this is not a main event quality gimmick. You could have had fucking the, the title match at the end. And even, and even with, um you know, fucking homeboy barely, well, OC barely skating by, it would have been enough. But I, uh, Pat Buckery, baby, all day long.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, but that's all of Dynamites.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, let's find out this week's Geek of the Week.
1: God diggity
0: Pencil neck geek, gritty and freak, scum-sucking beard with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencilneck geek. Pencilneck
1: geek. Easy money. Geek of the week this week, um, the best there is, the best there was, the best there won't ever will be, Senor Bret Hart. I had to have to do the whole the spiel. <laughs> um, he had a he had made a comment. I forget where exactly I saw it on Facebook. And so I'm not planning on going all the way back to quote him exactly. Yeah, I but think he did an interview uh, somewhere. Thank you. He did an interview where he was talking about um, the same thing everybody's talking about right now: the overuses of blood in AEW, and. um... I don't really remember anybody bitching about ECW back in the day, but then again, I'm not that, that's not what we're talking about. He had mentioned, you know, how he doesn't want to watch it anymore and how he doesn't uh, like, you know, John Moxley using a fork on a guy and how, you know, every everybody bleeds in a match, even in regular matches and da 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 da. da. Pretty much just saying that the blood is is useless. And there's hundreds of comments. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yet everybody talks about the peak of professional wrestling, the peak of the WWE, and we go back to the Attitude Era. Now, and please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Did they or did they not swing steel chairs at their heads with their arms down at their waist and just eat them? Yep. To cause multiple concussions, to have these multiple concussion lawsuits. Homie, you had to retire off of one of those concussions, which was just a kick to the face. Okay. So I understand that. I mean, as a guy in the fucking business, you do know that he's not really using a fork on him. You know, if anything, it's like medium pressure. He's just like, it's not doing super damage. Homeboy's gonna gig and they're gonna move on. Um, but again. Would you rather do a safe thing where, yeah, you're going to probably you know, grow up with a bunch of scars on your forehead and, yeah, there's a lot of blood involved or whatever, but you, would you rather do it in a, in a safer manner to tell the story in a better way or would you rather say clonk me in the head with that fucking steel thing that weighs 15 pounds and probably ruin my whole life? I will take a fucking scar on my forehead every day of the week after that, buddy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm a guy that jokes about having three concussions that I remember during my football and wrestling days of high school and again, that's three concussions that I remember. I don't know if there was more there probably was, okay It's just brain brain trauma is not something to be fucked around about so again and I, I but I get it I get it you know, blood's not for for the faint of heart, but then again, there's how many doctor shows are on television right now? A plethora, 10, 12, probably. How much blood is on television all day long? Fucking almost on every other goddamn channel. So what in the fuck are we bitching about? What are we bitching about? We're, not, we're, we're bitching because it's not the E-style wrestling. And I don't like that. And if they were the E-style wrestling, then maybe I'd like them. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because they'd be the same thing. And you'd be shitting on them. So they are a different alternative program. They are more gritty, they are bloodier, they are beefier. If that's a problem for you, adios. We don't need you. We don't care if we don't get to a million views every fucking week because, as far as we know, AEW's not going anywhere, and that thanks to Turner fucking Broadcasting.
2: Oh, they ain't going nowhere. No, bro. Um, The only thing I'll agree with what Brett said was... um these spots where there's a bunch of guys outside the ring and they're waiting for somebody to do a dive. And often it's their tag team partner. I hate those spots too, because it takes too fucking long and it makes so, so fucking obvious.
1: Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? All of a sudden you see four guys out there and they're randomly doing this to each other. It's like, okay, can we, can we do it a little less obvious? That's my whole thing. Like I understand it. You make the spot safer, the blah, blah, blah. Can we make it a little less obvious? Is there a way to do that? You know,
2: Yeah, throw a couple of punches, do something. Don't just hug each other and wait.
1: exactly. Why can't you guys have, like, a little mini fucking brawl? Even if it's one of those stupid, your guys are doing this shit. You can't do that and then turn around and catch him. Or just use him to bounce off of, you know, fucking guys used to do that on a daily. Yeah, and. I I understand it's safer, but still.
2: Also, all of them are kind of checking the ring to see if the guy's coming or not when all you really need is one.
1: You need everybody else guy. can have
2: their back to the guy, to the ring. One guy needs to look at the ring. right okay, he's coming.
1: Move. Right, come on. There dude. we go. Catch we him. Can, yeah, we can make this a little better now. We can make it a little better. Let's do it better now.
2: Listen to us coaching these guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not in there like that, but like, come on, dude. There's we can do this. There's a you know, there's an aspect to it. You know, we we understand it. It's a it's a sport We everybody wants to be safe. You want to be mm. caught. We get all of that. But because we get it, we know that there's a way you can critique it, and we know there's a way you can change it to make it a tad more realistic. And that tad more realistic is going to go fucking miles after a while. I assure you this.
2: I assure yeah. you. This this is from an audience perspective, which is, of course, what keeps the illusion alive. Bingo. Um, okay, on to this week's bestseller of the week. Come on. Um, it's gonna be an AEW guy, um, I'll be honest, it was one of two, but I've given it to Orange Cassidy a couple
1: of times, I think,
2: definitely given it to him recently, um, not
1: to, man, The fucking title matches are awesome
2: Yeah, but, but this week's Bestler, uh, was, is very impressive right now, he's on a hell of a run, he's getting pushed um, I've mentioned an increase in his promo activity, which is nice to see, but he's really being presented as a bigger star now. And, uh, again, great match with swerve, great confrontation with MJF. So this week's best for the week is Darby Allen.
1: Darby, Darby Allen. Good shit.
2: Ah, uh, all right. Time to break the streak and it's time for a 60 second promo.
1: Oh, poor Mike
2: Awesome. <laughs> poor, poor Mike Awesome. Poor me who's got to cut a cutter promo on Mike Awesome, who's no longer with us.
1: But I, um, okay. I, will, I, will,
2: I will try to be nice. <laughs> Let's go. All right.
1: There we go. Ray Bull me up.
2: <clears throat> Let's pick up the mic. So you're going to put me against Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. I remember Mike Awesome from The Invasion. I, I mean... I remember him from before that too, but the invasion really sticks out because whether people realize it or not, Mike Awesome was accidentally the guy who kicked off the invasion because he was the first one to draw first blood to win a title from WWE. He just came out of nowhere backstage on Raw, steals the hardcore title. Who the fuck is this guy? That's Mike Awesome. Why the fuck is he in the WWE? Because WCW is invading. And where did, where did it go from there? That was Mike Awesome's only title win in WWE. One hardcore title. This is a guy who killed people in ECW. And I remember vividly a conversation you had, Mike, with a seamstress backstage in WWE where you said, I want Awesome down each leg, and I want you to make him for me. But your run in WWE wasn't Awesome. So I don't want the worst gimmick of 2000. I don't want the WWE light Mike Awesome. I want the guy that almost put Tanaka in the hospital. I want that Mike Awesome. Hardcore Mike Awesome. So you can write whatever the fuck you want on your pants, on your tights, whatever. I want an awesome Mike Awesome. Ring the bell.
0: That was excellent.
2: That, that was seven weeks' worth of building up to a promo.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: We're going to have to go seven more weeks for another good one. Here we go.
2: Ah, all right. Um, Thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you pencil neck ge- geeks this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind.
1: That's right. Retro Rewind. Keeping it funky fresh and fresh and funkys. Um... Oh, God, we're coming back some one of these days, some of these days, however we're making it. We had to change the TSK, had to change up schedule, so everything is going to be like a a once-a-week thing. Um... Obviously, we got two college students involved. We got DC working his butt off, Harold working his butt off. So it is a work in progress. One of these days, we'll get on just as good of a schedule as Max Wrestling does. But uh, until then, just keep your eyes peeled. There is a lot of stuff that's going to come more from the TSK rather than the retro. Uh, I do know that we still really want to build a Forbidden Door 2 card. I know we want to build the Wembley card. Um and we also really want to do, like, a live show probably on Twitch where we're building uh, one of those two cards where we can get a lot of user input. You know what I mean? We can get talk- conversation from other people and just, well, what are you guys gauging? How are you guys feeling? What is a match you have to see that would put you in a seat in the middle of Wembley Stadium? So just keep your eyes peeled for that. And one perfect way to do that is just hanging out to all of the socials. And you can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain512, and at SMRPodNet. Of course, check out the beautiful website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And do not forget that hit that subscribe button. Follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Of course, 500 is a goal. A thousand gets us going on live. Get us there. Share it with your buddies, your friends, your grandma, your grandpa, the whole nine. Make it
2: happen. Yeah, and don't forget, of course, we are back on the ClickTalk Network. It's ktnetwork.weebly.com. You can find Max Russell. You can find Retro. You can find some classic shows and more to come soon. With that said, join us next week. Same Max time, same Max channel. However, not the new network (laughs) called Max. Nothing to do with us.
0: Nothing to
1: do with us.
2: You've been watching the Capamo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Moses
4: Marquez, afraid of a little system crash? No need to be afraid. Maybe you know me, maybe you do not, but in time you might get that answer. You see Moses, the reason why you got that blue screen and you are so scared is because I know the truth, the whole truth, and I am ready to expose you unless you meet me at Full House for your world championship. But until then, you can call me, Anon Mascaras, catch you round the bend.